Hello. Welcome, Kevin, to another week of the Fiber Kevin podcast, where your two favorite witchy folk here. I'm Lauren. Of Valkyrie Fibers. Oh, yeah. I'm Emily of Designing Things. Otherwise known as Kitty with a Cupcake Designs. We are proving to be We're good at this. We're professionals. Just like Karen and Georgia on My Favorite Murder, Mm -hmm. I always introduce each other. I think it's because we're trying to be humble. I don't know. Yeah, yeah it's, it's hard to talk about yourself. That's why we save our shameless self-promotion section for the very end. In case you don't want to be enabled, we'll just talk about stuff beginning. And if you care to not be advertised to, you can just peace out early. But to kick it off, news. And for news, we like to do things that like everybody can participate in. That's what we do. We wrapped up our dark romantic mystery knit along and you have until the 15th to enter for prizes. We'll be drawing from both the Instagram hashtag and the Ravelry finished object thread. If you are not using Ravelry for any reason, feel free to email us your finished object and I will include it in the drawing. Woohoo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then we also have another knit along or make along because it doesn't have to necessarily be knit, which is our friendship socks make along, which goes through Halloween. Um, you just have to make a pair of matchy socks for you and a friend. Which no, goes no. along with Socktober. Which we are currently writing very detailed blog posts about socks on the Fiber Coven Patreon. Uh, This week's was all about both of our favorite go-to vanilla sock recipes and their full patterns uh, recipes. They're more recipes than patterns, but you could definitely knit socks from them uh, from each of us. And Lauren's is toe up, mine is top down. So there's something for everyone. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Feet are weird little things. They are. They're shaped. they, They make little sense yeah yeah feet weird (laughs) (laughs) so progressing right along did you finish anything this week my dear emily i haven't finished anything yeah nothing is done i have (laughs) i have a half finished object i can show oh reach down in my little bucket it is a sock (laughs) So this is the Forest Fruit <gasps> Socks by Sachiko B. Oh my God, they're so cute. Mm-hmm. This is the first I have in there. Look at that little color work. It's so, it's so cute. It's so cute. I really love it. I'm going to actually block this like a good kid. Um, probably just, I'm going to steam the color work so that hopefully it evens out a little bit. But I really like this pattern. I am going to waffle on about it for a long time. So it's, it's adorable. It is adorable. It's only got one stitch count size because of the color work. It really limits it. And that's a 72 stitch count, but you can fiddle around with it. So I tend to be, and this is a sock for me, I tend to be a um, 64 count stitch person, but the color work is not as stretchy. So I thought having working it on 72 stitches in this color work section up by the cuff where it's not as stretchy was a good idea. So I cast on the 72 stitches, did the cuff as written, did the color work as written, and then I decreased down to my normal stitch count. That was smart. Yeah, I feel really clever. And I'm using my own yarn because I'm like that. And the main color, this dark brownish gray is Mirkwood. And then the Yay! And then the orangey one that I used for the color work is a Woodland Realm. 
Um, I'm so excited to see how the other one looks because you're flipping them, right? I am. I'm really excited to do the other pair as well. I enjoy how this is like a, it's not a super high contrast. It's like a medium contrast. Mm -hmm. um, I think that works really well for like the fall colors that you're using. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like, I don't know, antique-y looking. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So something sock related that I did on this one that I can talk about is for the heel. I don't know if you can see, but I did a fish lips kiss heel with a mini heel flap adjustment. Have you ever mm -hmm. seen that? Thing? Is that what, that's what Mina Phillip does? Yes. I got the idea from Mina Phillip who makes a lot of socks. I haven't checked in with what she's been up to lately, but whack when I used to follow her a lot more closely, she did a ton of socks. So basically what I did is I knit when I got to the part where I put my heel in, I did six rows back and forth of just stockinette. And then I worked the fish lips kiss heel. And then you have the teeniest little gusset. I picked up three stitches on either side and just decreased like a normal gusset. It's so cute. It's so small. And that's my half finished object. While you pulled that out, I realized that I did in fact finish my friendship socks for me and my sister, but they're in the other room and you've seen them like 40 times. So I'm not going to grab them, but they're done. Finished a pair of socks. And they're blocks. Yeah. So they're very cute and rainbowy in your Bifrost Mist colorway. Hooray. I love rainbows. They're super fan. fun. And now I will hoard them until I gift them upon my sister for Yule. Yay. Should we move along to works in progress now? Yeah. Do you show me what you're working on? I have a lot of stuff, I feel like. Since I just mentioned that I finished my socks, I started new socks because that is what one does. And these are my Socktober socks, which ironically for Socktober, I'm not doing my standard vanilla sock because I'm going toe up. And that is because I plan to attempt to use as much of this yarn as possible. Uh, which is the Black Flame Candle from Nomadic Yarns. And it is magical and Halloween-y and black and orange and cream. It really yellow. is. But it's not the, the traditional Halloween-y black and orange. It just looks, it, it looks more autumnal than aggressive. Yeah, definitely. Uh, it kind of reminds me of like uh, vintage... Halloween like paper decorations yes. and stuff it does yeah it's so cute um, did you uh separate your your skein of yarn into two cakes first or are you just weighing it no I'm just gonna weigh it like a person <laughs> yeah so I'm just gonna weigh it because you have to weigh it so much to separate it anyway I don't know I've never done yeah that before, but maybe I'm being lazy uh so I'm just gonna knit and then when I get to about 50 I'll stop uh, and I might, I have in the past, like, counted stripes to make sure that I had the exact number, but that was, like, a seven-color striping yarn, so I don't think I really need to worry about, like, missing a repeat on this guy. Um, and mm -hmm. then I'll just put it in my blanket squares or whatever. Um, Are you planning on doing contrast heels and cuffs and such? I am just going to do contrast heels because I don't like to mess up my stripe sequence, and I'm going to use the leftover... Uh, Hugan and Mugen from the Dark Romantic because it's just nice. black. So it'll just be a black heel to Perfect. go with the black stripes. And it will all be super matchy and cute. Um, and I will um, do calf increases uh, because these will go up so high. They'll 
not, they won't be quite at my knee, but they will come up like mid calf ish about, um, just knowing how sock yarn generally works for me. And I do have project notes on Ravelry detailing how I do my craft increases, but maybe I'll be nice and put them on Fiber Coven for people if they want to know how I do my calf increases. That is something that I would like to know because when I do my calf increases, I just intend, I kind of what I do is on the first round of every new stripe, I just increase by two stitches. And honestly, it's not big enough. It doesn't mm -hmm. increase enough because I have meaty calves from running a lot. I have kind of a formula and I found like a blog forever ago and I've kind of modified it into its own thing now. So I have like a nice. system. Uh, so I will use that system uh, to do some calf increases and that will be super exciting. But yeah, they're so cute and they're in my little Gigi bag, which is a little black cat bag. So it's like the themiest project. Mm. Ever. What kind of heel are you gonna do? I'm just gonna do an afterthought heel which is nice. what I usually like to do for self-striping toe up. It's I, just, it, it's easiest. I do that too. <laughs> it, it messes. I have to say the short row heels, when you do them in a contrast yarn, disrupt a self-striping the least. Mm -hmm. Although I did just, well, I'd heard of it before. I did just learn about the flegal heel yesterday. In I've my, never done um, that. I want to try it, but it would be a situation for when I'm doing toe up and also not, um, doing self-striping, but I always do self-striping. So when would I use it? Mm -hmm. Oh, these things. These things. Uh, but yes, I will probably so, work on it in the car when we drive tomorrow. Nice. Uh, to keep the nomadic yarns train going, I will show you my vanilla socks that I'm doing. Uh, <laughs> probably, I'm guessing in the exact same base as you, which is her Brit sock, which is her mm -hmm. BFL. We're it's both so, BFL fans. like, sturdy. I just love it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I like so I sock that stands up on its own. <laughs> it does, but it's not, it's not rough. It's not like as dreamy soft as a super wash Merino is, but it's not, it's certainly not rough. I really like it. I've done about just about one more stripe repeat on my nomadic yarn socks. And I'm uh, doing this really autumnal colorway. Um, it's got lots of browns and tans and blacks, and I've got the bright yellow toes from Archaic Fibers, which is also a BFL base, so they play really well together. The toes is a four-ply BFL, whereas the self-striping is a two-ply BFL, but it's all BFL, so it's all good in the hood. But yes, Pneumatic Yarns makes adorably spoopy Halloween-y colors, and we love her yarn. Yeah. And... Sorry Yay. if you hear rustling. There's a cat on my desk and my microphone is on my desk. Yeah. <laughs> Cats. They're little a little agents of chaos. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What else are you working on? All sorts of stuff. Uh, so my sweater has been steeped. Steaky, steak, steak. It's open now. That's my wrong side. Isn't that a nice wrong side? It really is. Pat myself Gorgeous. on the back for that. Uh, pat, pat, pat. Pat, pat, pat. So yeah, um, this is my steak, and I did the machine sewn reinforcement method. So I did a contrast yarn uh, so I could see what I was doing because it was my first sweater steak. Mm -hmm. And there is a video of me doing the cutting on Instagram if you're interested in. Oh my gosh, is that already a ball band? Or I mean, a wait, this button is, band? This is a button band. Button band. It's the one That's that the, the buttons will go on. So there's no holes yet. And I haven't done the other one yet because I have to like 
I'm going to have to count it a bit to place the stitch markers where the holes go and stuff. So I'll probably mm -hmm. start it tonight, but yeah, I hadn't gotten around to that yet, but yeah, I have a button band it's and then I just so need to do good. the other one. And I ordered a ribbon from Mood Fabrics online. Uh, that's a really pretty like jacquard ribbon with like flower detailing on it that I think will be nice. And I'm going to cover the, this steak mm -hmm. with that ribbon to like keep it safe and like. Are you going to machine it, like, stitch it in? I think I'm going to whip stitch it by hand. Hmm. Uh, I'm nervous about any machine stitching being on a front facing part of the fabric. I'm just like not confident enough with my sewing machine to do that, I think. Mm -hmm. So I'll just whip stitch it by hand, which is like, I'm pretty quick at that. So it'll be okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think I'm just going to steam block the button bands before I do that rather than blocking the whole sweater again, which sounds mm -hmm. like a pain in the butt to me. It looks yeah. so good though. I'm so excited to wear it. Um, I would like it to be done by next weekend so I can wear it for Indian Tangled and Virtual Rhinebeck and feel cool because I bought all the materials for it at Rhinebeck last year. Mm -hmm. And also I would like to wear it to vote uh, because yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Voting, that's a thing we all should do. It is, yes. Voting is very it important. Is. I am going to be an election officer this year. Um, so that is exciting. Yes. It's going to be a long day of ensuring democracy in our country. Yes. <laughs> oh, man. Good for you. I am so... I am both excited and terrified. <laughs> As we are with most good things in life, right? Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, I think I have one last whip to show you. It's pretty cute. I have my last thing I'm working on for Socktober, which is the Thorin Socks, which is a free pattern on Ravelry. I don't know if it's available in any other sources, but it's free on Ravelry. Um, but it's this, like, nice cabled texture. Ooh, I like those cables inside the ribbies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so this was this was a tale of of interesting stuff. I'll just keep holding it up. Uh, so I when I originally made this pattern, I cast on I believe the seventy two stitch count one, and it was supposed to be for my partner who has dude sized feet. Oh, but there's so uh, many twists. There's so many twists, and it was it barely fit me. So I cast on the ninety six count stitches, which is the biggest one. Yeah, it's so many stitches. Um, so I originally cast this on, on my Haya Haya Sharp nine inch circulars and, um, I do the first round of cabling and it's just not working and I'm about to cry and I'm like, I smoked too much weed for this, Aww. but, um, <laughs> it turns out the problem was less the fact that I was not sober. I live in California where recreational marijuana is legal, by the way. Uh, it turns out the problem was more than needles, and then the first the first round of cabling is one of the most intense ones, and the other ones like aren't so bad. So I switched to my regular fixed Chiaogu needles, and it everything goes a lot better. Why do you think and that can, is? Because it's pointier. Yeah, I was splitting the stitches less with a less pointy tip. Okay. So it was just the combination of needle and yarn. The pattern's great. The needles are great. The yarn's great. It just combined. They sucked, but I figured it out. 
and things are going well. They look really and I good. They do. I'm using um, Nitpicks Stroll Tweed. Ah, yes, yes. One of my faves. And Reindeer Heather. So yeah, these will be socks for my partner. And you gave me this stitch marker, I know, right? I got that at the Rhinebeck. Yes, it's a Sucre Sucre, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I figured this was a themey Lord of the Rings project. It's like this deep chocolatey brown with little Tweety Flex. And I have my little Lord of the Rings progress keeper on here, which is a little Lembus. And, and I thought the leaf kind of looked like a pot leaf, but I think it's supposed <laughs> to be a leaf of Lorian. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's okay. I mean, who says they're not the same thing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's got little Lembus and a little bit of cheese and a little, a little berry, but it, it's just so cute. It's my little Lord of the Ringsy project, but it goes very slow. It's going to be a challenge for me to finish a pair of socks by the end of the month. But that looks intense. It's but intense. It's and I really love it. pretty. So um, yeah, and the cable design is modeled. They're the Thorin socks. They're modeled after Thorin's armor in the Hobbit movies. Cool. Yeah. Say what you want about the movies, like costume oh, design. I won't was say on- anything bad about the design. Yeah, it was well, on. I have a couple exceptions, which is why are Legolas's eyes so blue? <laughs> and why so much eyeliner, Legolas? I know. <laughs> Here's the part. Okay, let's shit on the Hobbit movies. <laughs> let's do it. What are your other design complaints about the Hobbit movies? I take some umbrage at how hot some of the dwarves are. <laughs> oh, yeah. But also, I find them very hot. So it's okay. Killy or Philly, whichever one it is that is in full dark, uh, he's hot. I'm and I am attracted to him. But I don't wish to be attracted to Lord of the Rings dwarves. They're supposed to not be attractive to humans. Yeah. I see that for sure. The dwarves were unnecessarily hot. So when the time those movies came out, my partner, because he's a firefighter and they grow stupid facial hair a lot of the times. Sorry, I don't mind the boba. <laughs> He had a Fu Manchu mustache because sometimes like if they want to go on a fire and they, they don't, they like shave stupid facial hair as some good luck rituals for getting a good assignment. So he comes home with this like horrendous Fu Manchu that just hung down and we put beads in it like a dwarf and it was ridiculous. They only stayed in for like a day. It was true, true facial hair insanity. I don't take umbrage to the to the uh, beard beads. I, I can accept. No, I the love beard the beard beads. beads. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the thing we take umbrage to is Peter Jackson putting in his OCs. Unnecessary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and as I have to admit, as much as all the singing is annoying, it's what Professor Tolkien would have wanted. I don't complain about the singing for that reason. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That's anyway. I just try and think oh, of it like no, that. I have one more. I don't like how disgusting uh, the Lake Town Master is. Why is he so disgusting? He can be disgusting, disgusting without being that disgusting. Like it's overkill. Yeah. It is a little overkill. I just try and think of it as like The Hobbit is a very different book from Lord of the Rings, and the movies uh, really encapsulate that divide between something that's an over-the-top thing for children and something that's a history book for a place that doesn't exist. <laughs> yeah, fair. Yay. Yay. Do you have any more works in progress? I do. Have I, I don't, did I show you this? I started my spin cycle thingy. 
No, you haven't shown me. Okay, so I started the spin cycle thingy. Nice. Is that the wrong side because you're keeping secrets? No, it's the right side. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. It's just garter stitch mm. with some, like, light mesh for interest. Nice. Um, so this is the more color-changey skein that I have because I wanted to do mm -hmm. one with one that was very color-changey and one that wasn't very color-changey. And uh, this is... Pussy Willow. I was like, what is the name of this colorway? This is Pussy Willow. How could you forget Pussy Willow? I know, right? And it's uh, <laughs> on Dream State, which is their worsted base. And yeah, it's just a triangle shawl right now. Um, and when it gets big enough, I will connect it in the back and it will be a little triangle cowl stitch. Oh, and I said triangle, but that's a huge lie. It's a heart-shaped shawl. I'm doing it a slightly different oh. shape than the foul tramp dress because the heart shape grows more along the sides. Um, so mm -hmm. it's going to be able to be big enough, even though these skeins have a very, very small amount of yardage per skein. It's like 120 yards per skein or something. Uh, that is pretty low for worsted. It yeah, it's not a full hundred grams, so it's like fifty grams. Oh, oh, yeah, that's what the uh, the other one is too—the sport weight. Mm. Interesting. I just I guess they're so heavy. I always think of them as being no, they're just dense. more. They're just dense. <laughs> yeah, they're dense little yarn nuggets. Yep. Uh, but this is really fun, and I have stopped uh, because. I need to weigh my ball and see where I'm at uh, and decide if I want to start on like kind of a border detail at this point. Ooh, mm -hmm. that's going to be such a fun design. Yeah, I'm excited. Uh, I'm, I would like to get it done by like mid-November so it could be kind of like a quick Christmas snip thing. I like it. Mm -hmm. Got any more whips to share? I do. <laughs> show, show, show. Yay. My other whip, oh no, so many colors, so it's tangled, is this. Oh, yes. Woo! So this. Oh my is... gosh, you, you guys, it's so good. <laughs> uh, this is my candy corn mosaic washcloth that I'm working on. So the other day I texted Lauren and I was like, I just like really want to do a candy corn project. <laughs> I just really want to do a candy corn design. And I like messed around in my chart software and I made a little stranded color work candy corn and I made a little mosaic candy corn. And we decided we liked the mosaic. And I'm really happy we picked the mosaic because I think it turned out really fun. I am too. It is just perfect. It's traditional Halloween colors. The background is black and it's got those candy corn colors of the yellow and the orange and the white. But the way the mosaic is, it just brings certain things to the front and it's like little polka dots because um, of the way it's knit. It's like a polka dot pixel art candy corns. It's really fun. I want it. Yeah, I need it precious. It is so cute. And yeah. you're thinking of doing this as a little uh, free pattern for Coven members and maybe just a cheap $1 or $2 pattern for regular yep. sales? Yep, that's my plan. Uh, so Coven members, you'll get this for free. I'll uh, put it the same way I did the scrunchie pattern last time where you get a Fiber Coven code to download it. Um, nice. Yeah, and it should be fun. It's so good. I, I must make one of those some dog hair showing up on the black and you're using cotton right so it'd be perfect I am using for cotton this is mm -hmm. uh 
Uh, Omega Symphonia mm. cotton, which is a sport weight cotton that is, I think it's a chain net construction, uh, mm-hmm. which just means that it is multiple plied yarns together, plied together. Uh, and yeah, you could do it with any, with any yarn really. Um, I decided I wanted to do cotton because it's a washcloth and uh, I was considering making it in wool and using it as like a mug rug situation, but I'll get more use out of it if I use it as a washcloth and stick it in the bathroom linen closet. Also too, um, because it is a dark color for a washcloth, mainly if you were using it to take your makeup off, it wouldn't show as bad. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, definitely. And uh, the wrong side is ugly anyway. So if you wanted to use it mm-hmm. uh, to take your makeup off, wash your face, you could just use it on the wrong side and the front side also won't get stained and will still be super cute. Yeah. So I'm having a really fun time working on this and I just made it's the- uh, Wonderful. I wanted to see how tall it was. And then I decided it was short enough that I made the little offset row too. So it's going to be different offset rows of candy corns. I love it. How many repeats of the candy corn are you going to do? Either four rows or five rows, uh, depending on what the proportions are like. I think it might end up being, end up looking like four is going to work out to be a square, but I hate things that are, (laughs) this is going to be a reoccurring thing. I hate things that are in even (laughs) Mm -hmm. sets because uh, visually it's terrible. So it might be a little taller than it is wide because of that. Yeah. I just, I love how versatile it is because you could do it in cotton for a washcloth or you could do it in wool for a mug rug. Mm -hmm. Just totally user choice. Yeah. So I'm having a lot of fun and I really like this little chart. So I'm like, oh, maybe next year I might need to like put it on the border of like a little tank top or something and have like some sort of a candy corn garnet. But I figured I wouldn't have time to do a bigger project in time for Halloween this year. So for this year, it's a candy Be cute around the brim of a hat. Mm -hmm. But I'm also picky. I don't like to do... um, So I think the garter stitch mosaic is what really makes this cute and makes all Mm -hmm. the dots pop. But if you do a hat, it's in the round and no one likes purling to create garter stitch. Oh, yeah. Uh, That's or true. at least I don't. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I don't know. I suppose I could do like a flat brim situation. I'll come up with something next year, but for this year, it's a washcloth. I love it. I love yeah. it so much. That is all of my whips now. Yay! We have done the whips. Yes. Now to move on into the acquisitions. Yeah. Have you have you acquired anything? I haven't acquired yarn, but I have some things I acquired from Trader Joe's. I was going to show you. Show me your Trader Joe's finds. I'm burning with curiosity. Um, So anyone who has listened to my previous podcast or knows me knows that Chad worked at Trader Joe's for a year when we first moved to Louisville. uh, And he was like still getting involved in the music scene and stuff. And before he went back to school and we already shopped at Trader Joe's before that. Uh, but after that, we like only shop at Trader Joe's. We're weird Trader Joe's loyalists. So, uh, we went to Trader Joe's the other day because it's uh, fall, which is the best Trader Joe's season because everything is pumpkin flavored. <laughs> um, and we got some food for our trip and stuff. Uh, but I got some fun things that are not food. One of them is the cinnamon broom, oh. and it's like a little cinnamon scented 
twigs uh Mm -hmm. and they carry like big ones that are like kind of full broom size but those are like kind of too smelly for our small house uh, Mm -hmm. because they're really smelly uh but they had this little cinnamon whisk mini one that i thought would be to put on my uh witchy altar situation and uh, yeah and it also the the litter box is in my office so it's filling the office with a nice cinnamon smell and it was 99 cents seems well worth it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so i got that uh and then i hadn't gone to the trader joe's plant section in a while so i got some plants oh. a little succulent in a sugar oh skull <laughs> that's pot. too cute uh, so yeah, I, I 100% bought this for the pot mostly, uh, but nice. also the plant and, uh, it's hanging out on my, uh, mostly succulent plant shelf that I have in the house. And then I got this other plant. Nice. So the colloquial name for this is a wandering Jew, which seems like we shouldn't call it that anymore. So, uh, the, the scientific name of this plant is something that is like kind of hard to commit to memory. So I think we need to come up with a better colloquial name for this plant. It's very cute though. Lots of good purple and green foliage. It's pretty pretty sparkly too. Like the leaves have kind of like a sheen to them. Nice. It's very cute. Yeah. But the, uh, the large, uh, this, there is like a family of plants, like with this kind of like purpley stripy leaves known as spider wart. Uh, so we need to come up with like a spidery name for this plant. Uh, so yeah, but spiderwort like isn't specific enough to this because there's like a bunch of different ones like this. So something spidery to call this plant. Think on it, friends. Yes, renaming all the plants for sure. Uh, and then my other Trader Joe's acquisition ties into our uh occult corner for this month. Okay, well, let me show you the one thing I got then first. Sweet. Don't, don't be too surprised. It's more Nomadic Yarns. So when we had, uh, when Nomadic Yarns did the Hocus Pocus colorways, we definitely jumped on that. Um, and I got the Sarah Sanderson one. Yes. And it is, Nomadic Yarns knocked it out of the park again. I got it again on her Brit Sock BFL base. And it's a deep, like, royal purple, a raisiny, burgundy purple, a gold, and then a blush pink. And it's just to die for. I love it. It looks really good. I'll probably use this next October or next time is starting next fall. Mm-hmm. I love it so much. I will definitely make knee socks for myself out of this. I have too many socks, but I keep buying sock yarn for myself like a chump. <sighs> sock yarn so fun to buy. <laughs> it is so fun to buy. Mm-hmm. I, I can't stop time to buy anyway so i guess with that being said let's let's jump into your acquisition that leads into our occult corner so it's a gourd (laughs) it's a gourd uh so trader joe's had a bunch of pumpkins and we didn't get pumpkins for carving uh just because we're going out of town this weekend and we're going to carve them a little later and we want to try and get them as late as possible so the squirrels don't eat them (laughs) Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is just like a decorative pumpkin and I got two the other one was kind of big to bring in here uh, but that one is like a bright red orange and it's Ooh. also this kind of like heirloomy 
uh, mm-hmm. breed of gourd. Uh, they were calling them fantasy pumpkins, which amused me. <laughs> uh, so wow. a fantasy pumpkin. Does it have a family page? How much of a fantasy is it? <laughs> it probably does. But I don't know. I feel like this looks like it would be in Bilbo Baggins' garden. So. It does. It's a cute, squat little pumpkin with some nice color it's gradation. And like big ridges. It's, it's very cute. It does mm-hmm. look like a cartoon gourd. So those Yay. are on either side of our front door right now. Nice. Mm-hmm. Nice. So let's talk about our occult corner this week. And we decided to talk about the history of jack-o'-lanterns. Yes, uh, because it's spooky season and pumpkins are hella festive right now. Uh, So festive. We thought we'd talk about the history of jack-o'-lanterns a little bit. And if anybody needs some nightmare fuel, please Google what original jack-o'-lanterns look like. They're terrifying. Yeah, if you go to Wikipedia and look at the history section under Jack-O-Lantern, oh man, they look like mummified heads. They do look like little shrunken turnip heads. Yeah. Because it's essentially what they are. Historically, uh, Jack-O-Lanterns were made from turnips, not pumpkins. Turnips? Uh, Yeah. Love our root vegetables. Yeah, and I, I'm guessing that's just because they didn't really have pumpkins, right? Uh, they, they didn't really become a pumpkin tradition until uh, people emigrated over here and uh, had pumpkins available to them. So Yeah, gourds are mostly a New World thing, huh? Mm-hmm. Which I didn't, I didn't really realize It makes that. sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I never put two and two together. There is a lot of like myth surrounding the creation of the jack-o'-lantern as well. Um, yeah, There's... so it's from Ireland, mm-hmm. uh, and there is a legend of Stingy Jack, who was a drunkard, uh, who makes some sort of a deal with the devil. Classic, random old folklore story. Love it. Uh, and it's, he's then doomed to roam the earth with only a hollowed turnip to light his way. Yeah, um, I've definitely seen a couple versions of the story, and in one way or another, he somehow tricks or traps satan i i saw one where he like convinces satan to like climb a tree or a pole and then he places like a horseshoe or a cross or something at the bottom and the devil can't get down from the tree and like jack basically holds him hostage somehow um until the devil agrees to not take jack's soul and then he lets him out of whatever magical way he's trapped the devil and then Jack is not good enough to go to heaven, but he's got the deal with Satan, so he can't go down roam around Mm -hmm. with his creepy little turnip head. Yeah, it's very (laughs) creepy. There is a character in Howl's Booming Castle named Turnip Head who has a turnip on her head. Uh, Does it look anything like the creepy little original Jack Lantern? He's from the Studio Ghibli movie, so he's very (laughs) cute. (laughs) Um, So, also, uh, it the term jack-o'-lantern uh, was originally uh, used to describe like will-o'-wisp in English hmm. folklore as well. So that's uh, interesting. kind of a second meaning to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When we were originally talking about the history of jack-o'-lanterns, it made me think of one of my favorite graphic novels, which I now learn is one of our favorite graphic novels, uh, which is the Fable series. And something that I really loved about the Fables series, it's all your favorite Western, like Grimm's fairy tales characters, basically on a 
somewhat of an exodus from the magical realm into our world. It's a very good series mm-hmm. from yesteryear, from the early 2000s, right? Yeah. It was pretty some, long running. It was very long running. The art was stunning. But one thing they did that I loved is the Jack character. They had Jack of Fables. So, you know, Jack be nimble, Jack and the Beanstalk, Jack o' Lantern, Jack. It's all the same character. He's just one, like, he's basically like the Western version of a trickster god. Mm-hmm. And I love that. And the other thing I loved about the Fable series is they did the same thing with Prince Charming. So, like, every unnamed Prince so Charming. <laughs> It's the same guy in this series, and he's just got a bunch of pissed off ex-wife princesses. Mm-hmm. It's great. So here is, like, I just pulled one down off of my um, bookshelf. This is one of the collections. Uh, the main characters are pretty much Snow White and the Big Bad Wolf. Those are the two main characters. Well, they're just the two smartest characters, so they do the majority of the stuff in the series. Um but something I really liked about the series is that they had so many guest artists. The art style changes constantly, which is pretty cool. So you have, I can just show, like, do some flipping through. Like, we have, and it's not all, like, Western looking. So we have some that's, like, definitely not Western looking. We have, like, stuff that's more realistic. Mm-hmm. And this is just in the one anthology. Yeah, it changed pretty frequently. It did. We have cute little animals doing stuff. And then Yeah, it's, it's very just... much like a dark, even darker version than the second act of Into the Woods, if you're familiar with the musical Into the Woods. It's kind of like alternate mm-hmm. fairy tale, modern day stuff. Yeah, for sure. And I think the regular series, not like the anthology of stories, like the one I'm holding up, that had one main person that did the drawing for the meat of the stories, but they had like the chapter, the new chapters had like original art from different artists in all different styles, which I really liked. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And that is our little A Cold Corner bit on the history of jack-o'-lanterns. Are you going to be carving a jack-o'-lantern at all this year? I may, um, fire season is running late and my partner is a wildland firefighter and it's not really fun to carve pumpkins by yourself. So if he gets home in time for pumpkin-y stuff, I Mm -hmm. might carve some aggressively leftist pumpkins. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That that would amuse me. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That, that might happen. Nice. So, uh, uh, Chad is, uh, they're doing some sort of a peer mentor uh, pumpkin carving contest through the school. So he has to carve a pumpkin to produce that. He's participating uh, as a faculty member or staff member, whatever his official title is. And uh, Mm -hmm. so I will also carve a pumpkin to show him up. Nice. Mm -hmm. I love it. Shall we move on to our shameless self-promotion? Yes. Let's do it. Nothing. So... I thought you said you had something to me, you liar. No, I didn't. I don't have anything. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Eventually, in the next couple weeks of October, Long Distance Coven will be coming out, which is a triangle shawl that we worked on together. Uh, It's textured and lovely. Yeah, but probably not next week. Uh, Probably the week after that. And that's all I got. That's all the vague news you get. 
<laughs> I didn't dye much this week, but I got a wild hair that I was going to do more self-striping. And the only yarn I've still got is my high twist BFL base, which is a really good base. I like it. But seeing as this year's Halloween Lord of the Rings colorways were Mirkwood and Woodland Realm that I talked about earlier, I decided that my King Thranduil needed a self-striping colorway. So this is what I've come up with. It's so good. It is so autumnal. I love it. So I, it is six stripes. It is like a platinum blondie color, a light gray, which is my Arendelle colorway. I put that one in all of my colorways that are inspired by elves because uh, in canon, all their eyes are gray. And you're good at theming. And I'm good at theming. <laughs> And then there is a nice brown, there is a tonal speckledy green, and then there's also Woodland Realm, which is that ultra-tonal orange and Mirkwood, which is the nice creepy black-brown colorway. So six stripes, it's pretty cute. I have already in the shop, I have Mirkwood and Woodland Realm so that you could have coordinating heels, toes, and cuffs. All of this is on my high choice PFL really, base. Uh, Woodland-y Steadfast Fellowship. Oh, yeah. So autumnal. <laughs> <laughs> so I will be having roughly 20 skeins of this coming into the shop this weekend. Awesome. That's all I really did. Yeah, I might be, taking a, a forced, might be taking a forced break from dying if I can't get yarn soon. Because I'm running out. Hooray! It's okay. I wouldn't mind a break. (laughs) But yeah, these are things you can buy from me. Hooray! Yeah! Alrighty. Is that it for this week? I think so. I think so. So to uh, close everything out, we are Fiber Coven on Patreon. We're Fiber Coven on Instagram. Separately, I'm Valkyrie underscore Fibers. I'm Kitty with a cupcake. And that's where you can find all of our random BS. Yes. That is where we live. you can find show notes (laughs) for the podcast at FiberCoven.com. Hooray! Hooray! Well, it's been awesome having you with us for another week. And until next week, keep making yarn magic, friends. Bye! Bye!